The Liz Callaway Show with Nick Summers, featuring Breitbart Talks on Talk 94.5. And joining the show right now is Francis Martel. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me on. Thank you. You're the Breitbart News International Editor. We've spoken to you about issues all around the world. One of the stories um, that uh, I covered, it was I couldn't I couldn't turn away uh, from what was going on in Sri Lanka, where um, the uh, people were just revolting about, uh, you know, the, the, the person in leadership. So can you tell us what caused that revolt and um, and what lies ahead for the people of Sri Lanka? I mean, there's a lot going on there. Everybody was enjoying the pictures of the people in the pool and drinking the tea. <laughs> it all looked like fun and games. But um, really, there is something really scary going on. Yeah, absolutely. And the short answer to what happened is socialism. Um, Sri Lanka, the official name of the country is the Democratic Socialist Republic of Sri Lanka. So this is like Bernie Sanders paradise, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the, the country is set up so that the central government essentially administers the economy. Um, if the government isn't importing things, if the government isn't manufacturing things, then nobody is. So what happened in the longer term is um, the country was ruled by the Rajapaksa family, which is like the Castro family of Sri Lanka. There's mm-hmm. a million of them. They were all in government. Two brothers, uh, Mahinda and Godabaya, were both president. Um, Godabaya was the one that was just ousted because a mob showed up to his house and threw a pool party and he just left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his brother's still there. Um, but there were, at some point, there were 40 Rajapaksas in government, in, uh, ministers, president, prime minister. So they were running the country, and they were spending lavishly. They were they were taking out loans here everywhere. They were living the good life, um, and they took out a lot of loans with China under the Belt and Road These okay. are predatory loans. These are designed for you know for the country to fail essentially, so that China can seize property. And that's exactly what happened in Sri Lanka. They we got a loan to build a port, um, and they couldn't pay tax, and now China controls the port. So that is a big part of what the problem is. The other big part of the problem is environmental policies. Um, Bodabaya Rajapaksa tried to implement um, an all-organic farming initiative where he banned chemical fertilizers. And what ended up happening is nobody can grow anything because they don't have fertilizers. Chilanka becomes dependent on imports to feed itself, you know, importing rice, basic goods. And the government runs out of money because it's spending too much, and now it runs out of foreign currency reserves. It's got no, it can't take out a single other loan because no one will give it to them. And so now people are starving. They don't have money to import gasoline, cooking gas. They have no food, no medicine. It's a really dire situation for the average Sri Lankan. And there's really no exit because there's no alternative to socialism. The opposition, to the extent that it even exists, is also socialist parties. Um, And so that's why we haven't really seen a leader. You know, we just see these mobs and throngs of people burning the homes of the elite, Mm -hmm. but no one's actually standing up and being an alternative leader. So then they elected a new president, and it's just the old president who was the old prime minister who worked under the Rajapaksa. 
We're speaking with Francis Martel. Uh, Francis, if you can just get into a little bit better spot, um, you're breaking up just a little bit, and I want everybody to hear the important words you're saying. That's okay. I wanted to talk to you. um, No, maybe a little bit more. Maybe pick up one leg and lean over to the left. (laughs) Yeah, move a little more to the left. (laughs) But you're almost there. But um, I wanted to ask you more about those Chinese debt traps because um, there I cannot remember the name of the country, but there was a, another country just before this. I know they're doing this repeatedly around the world, um, but I can't remember the most recent one that hit the news. Maybe you remember, but these debt traps are what they do. Um, China, they, they, these uh, politicians, they sell their souls. And the next thing you know, um, they're running scared. Uh, where else has this happened that, that has hit the news? Um, sure. So uh, a lot of countries in Africa are having this problem. Um, Kenya, in particular, has seen really bad Belt and Road debt. Um, Nigeria has taken out the Belt and Road loans. Um, in Latin America, we've seen um, Cuba, Argentina, both officially on the Belt and Road. Um, Venezuela is unofficially on the Belt and Road because they don't even have enough credit to, t- to take out a predatory loan, but they wow. want to be part of it. Um, we've got a lot of the Central Asian countries all want to be part of it. Um, it's, it, oh, and then in Europe, you have countries like Montenegro, you have uh, Spain, um, Portugal, Italy. Like, these countries also want to be part of these deals um, because they, I, the logic is you take out the predatory loan if you're in power in one of these governments. You spend the money, you enjoy the money, and then your your turn is done and you leave. And then it's somebody else's problem. Um, so that's why they're so attractive to so many countries. Uh, it's it's criminal. It's uh, it's beyond that. It's like unbelievable. And these people are suffering. There was um uh you there was an article that you um have about the mal- malnutrition soaring in Sri Lanka. How long has this been going on? Like when did this all start? Um. Well, the the acute malnutrition, lack of uh, gasoline, all that, was probably uh, February, March of this year. Um, they also got hit pretty hard by uh, the lockdowns and the um, the coronavirus mm-hmm. travel restrictions, since they're also a big tourist destination. So the little money that this country was generating was poof gone. Um, and so that's really when it started, probably March, April. Um, by April, we were starting to see people just die on gasoline lines because it was too hot and they had to be out there for 12 hours hoping that there was gasoline. Um, so, oh, yeah, my it's a gosh. really serious situation. They were dying on the gasoline line. Yep. Wow. Um, unbelievable. What's next for Sri Lanka? Do you know what's going on there right now? I mean, did they uh, put out the fires and kick all the people out? And are they rounding these people up? Are they, you know, calling it an insurrection? Are they getting a new president? What, what's happening? So um, the crazy thing is the people just decided to leave. Um, so the people threw their house party. And then for about five days, the president's palace was administered kind of unofficially at the museum. There were long lines of people to come in, take selfies, and sit on the presidential bed. And then everyone left, and a lot of people were cleaning up. So um, there's a lot of popular goodwill that's been uh, created from this. Um, very few people are being prosecuted um, because there's a fear that if you prosecute them, your house is going to get burned down. Mm. Already. <laughs> and they've burned down the, the home of or at least two prime ministers in the past, wow. since May. Um, so today the big news is that they elected a new president. This is not an election the way we see it. The members mm-hmm. of parliament 
elected as president. So this is a president elected with um, at most 200 people in the country voted for this guy. Um, Ronald Wisconsin, who was the prime minister, became acting president, has been in the elite government for forever, basically, and is a Rajapaksa guy. So the parliament just said, we're giving you more of the same. And basically, five seconds after they officially elected him, the um, protesters started convening and said, resign now. Wow. <laughs> he was just elected, and they're saying, resign now. Um, the thing that doesn't uh, allow for this crisis to end, again, is that there's no opposition leader. There are opposition parties to the ruling party, but they're not ideologically different in any way, and they are also part of the elite. Mm-hmm. And the protest movement has no real leaders. Like, you'll see... It's normal people just taking to the streets right. saying, we want a functional government, but there's no one among them who is gaining clout as a leader. So until we have someone that they can point to and say, we want this to be the president, mm-hmm. um, nothing's going to really change. Right. Okay. Is this happening anywhere else currently um, that we don't know about that may be on your radar? Um, wow, that's a great question. <laughs> Um, you know, nothing looks quite like Sri Lanka, if I'm going to be honest. I mean, the thing that it reminds me of the most is um, Venezuela in 2017 um, that has almost the exact same problem, and mm-hmm. it was resolved by the socialists just crushing everyone. Um, but there there are a lot of, you know, China, honestly, if you see some of the, the protests that have happened in the interior of China, that's as close as you're going to get to this. There was a, a bank run in Henan province last week, where there were hundreds of people demanding to take their money out of banks, and the banks didn't have cash, um, and that got pretty rough. Um, and so we're seeing lots of new lockdowns throughout uh, China, allegedly because of coronavirus, but um, the, the little video that was smuggled out of there, um, it doesn't look like there's a lot of popular support left for the Communist Party. Um, but of course, you're dealing with a much bigger and more functional and Sri Lanka is sending an envoy over to Beijing. Are, are they going to be able to get anything from them now? I mean, or is this exactly where China wants them to be? The latter. I mean, they, they have an ambassador already in Beijing, and he was interviewed in state media on Monday. And he said anyone who says that this is about Belt and Road and Chinese debt is uh Spewing propaganda is what he said. So the government of Sri Lanka is actively defending China. And he also had the audacity to say that inflation in the United States has had an impact on the Sri Lanka situation, which is obviously like if there's no comparison between which thing had more of an impact, right? It's either, you know, something on the other side of the world or these predatory loans that you guys took out um, that are really clearly obviously a problem. Um, so they're asking China for more help. They're asking China for humanitarian aid right now instead of predatory loans. My guess is China's going to say no and offer them more predatory loans. Mm-hmm. Um, Sri-, Sri Lanka is very strategically important for China because it's right next to India. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're very happy to, <laughs> to get them deeper and deeper. And, and we heard that China is stealing the water from a mountain in between India and China, right? And they're causing drought in India or something like that, I heard. Well, they're, so they're doing two or three different things that are similar um, on the Indian border, and then they're also building dams on the Mekong River on, in the south. So they're hurting the water supplies of countries like Vietnam and, and mm-hmm. Laos as well. Mm-hmm. 
and it's, it's a big problem for, for yeah. the neighbors. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Francis Martel from Breitbart. You can go to Breitbart.com and just search her name and you will find all the articles she's writing about all of this happening around the country. And uh, we always appreciate your insight. Thank you, Francis. Thanks so much for having me.